0: Extending invitations. It's nice to be able to extend an invitation, whether it be for a wedding (laughs) or a dinner party or for something that you're inviting people to, because you want people to share in what you have on offer for them. Our God is an inviting God. He said to Jesus, blessed are those who will eat in the feast of the kingdom of God. Often there is this picture of the kingdom of God being a banquet or a feast. And here in verse 16, Jesus replied, a certain man was preparing a great banquet and invited many guests. At that time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who'd been invited Come now, for everything is ready. Remember the context that all this is in. That Jesus had come into the world. The kingdom of God is at hand. God's kingdom is present in Jesus. But we need to respond to it, to be a part of it. And the parable reminds us of a God who invites us to be part of what he has for us. Not a cajoling God, but a creator who loves us enough to respect our freedom. If we don't want to respond, then so be it. But the lover of our souls has something special for all. If only we'd respond. Not just... In the next life, people often think about the kingdom being uh, beyond the grave. But we pray, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. The kingdom of God is now. Behold, the kingdom of God is at hand, said Jesus. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, the psalmist said. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. This sense of in the midst of it all, with the psalmist in the midst of his enemies, there is something prepared for you, even when life is difficult. God invites us to be part of what he has for us. And he constantly invites us Even though we may not respond at first, he goes on inviting. I want us to consider three things and then leave a time of quiet for a moment. Have we considered God's invitation to come and to be a part of his kingdom? An invitation that was amplified through his son, Jesus Christ. But Jesus wants us to come and follow him the good shepherd who will lead us not only to pasture but who can restore our soul the second thing is do we extend that invitation to others too or have we turned that heavenly banquet into a private party that's exclusive to those who happen to have heard. So the invitation is to us. Have we responded? But what about our role in extending that invitation to others? And the third thing is what kinds of invitations are we extending today? to help people to consider that most important invitation of all? If you like, can we invite people to the pre-party so that they can hear more of what's to come? Let's just pause for a moment and just to think about whether we are God's inviting people. Our God, forgive us for when we fail to respond to your invitation. Forgive us when we are uninviting and exclusive. Help us, we pray, to pass on the message that others may enjoy the delights that are on offer. Um. As we heard that passage, we heard of extending invitations, but also we recognize excuses as well. At the time of the banquet, he sent his servant to tell those who'd been invited... Come for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. Excuses, excuses, excuses. Uh, my son and daughter-in-law got married in uh, June. And they extended the invitation to come to the wedding. And one of the frustrating things that they uh, said was that a lot of people just didn't reply for a long, long time, eventually they found out who was coming and who wasn't, uh, but from friends and various members of the family, the invitation had gone out. but there wasn 't a response, not even excuses there just wasn 't a response and I guess with god 's invitation that's sent out to the kingdom, often there isn 't a response at all that alone excuses because the person extending the invitation isn't taken seriously at all. But even those who hear the invitation and realize that the master is offering the most wonderful nosh-up, there are excuses that sometimes come, genuine excuses from those who really would like to attend but. And we hear that when the excuses come in this parable The master is miffed. Consider some of those excuses that were given. The buying of a field, which could represent, if you like, business and the world of our occupation. And let's face it, our occupations today, for those who are still working and those who are preoccupied with other things sometimes demands so much of our time, it's difficult to respond to the invitation that's given, even though it's about the most important thing in the world. The second excuse was to do with buying five yoke of oxen. Well, maybe that could symbolize materialism. The number five suggests not just one oxen. Of course, we have that uh, command not to covet our neighbor's ox. But here, five oxen, which seems to me to suggest materialism, wealth. So often, material things can distract us from responding to the kingdom of God. The banquet is prepared but there are other things that receive our attention. And the third thing, a marriage. For me, that symbolizes domestic and family ties. There's all sorts of things within our family relationships that can stop us responding, and maybe not us, but others in our family. Perhaps those who are married to somebody who's Not a Christian, for example, can make it very difficult sometimes for those to respond in the way that they would like to the invitation that is from the Master. On the day of judgment, all our excuses will be exposed for what they are. I remember a wayside pulpit that once said, don't leave it to lastminute.com be assured of your place in heaven, and whatever you think of that. There is the sense that we do tend to leave things to the last minute. There's time to sort things out, but we don't know what our life holds. And of course, it's not just a response for us. Our responding So the kingdom is not just so that we can enjoy the delights of the banquet, for the kingdom is about all finding their place. And when we get caught up in the kingdom, other people benefit because our lives change and become light in a dark world. I'd like us just to think for a moment about our own excuses that sometimes we give for the way in which we live and the way in which we respond to the invitation of God. But also to think about those who are dear to us, perhaps who have excuses which are very real to them. And you might want to actually pray for them in this moment, that they may respond to the invitation of the kingdom and not leave it to lastminute.com. Let us pause in silence and pray around that theme of excuses. Lord our God, we live in a complex world. We're pulled from one place to another. Emotionally, in terms of our time, spiritually. Forgive the feebleness of our excuses and help us to understand the excuses of others that we may help them to respond because of the good things you have for us all. Help us to Realize that what you have on offer is the greatest and most important thing of all. Amen. So we've talked about extending invitations and recognizing excuses, but also there's a matter of recognising commissions as well. The owner of the house became angry and ordered his servant, go out quickly into the streets and the alleys of the town and bring in the poor and the crippled and the blind and the lame. The master sends out his servants, not simply to send out, a message by post, but to go in body to take the invitation we remember in psalm twenty three thou anointest my head with oil, my cup overflows, of course oil is often used in commissioning in the anointing for commissioning it 's part of people being set apart for a particular function, and the psalm There it's in the midst of those who hate them. But we're set out apart or set apart to do the work of the kingdom. We have a commission to go. We are to help people uh, to find those paths of righteousness. People like you and me. And they went quickly to the town Uh, to those nearby, but still there was room. Sir, the servant said, what you ordered has been done, but there is still room. And the master told his servant, go out to the roads and the country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. I tell you, not one of those who were invited will get to taste my banquet talking about those who'd offered their excuses. I wonder what we think about uh, where the towns or, if you like, the country lanes and the roads are today. I don't think it's always in terms of distance. It can be our circles of influence, perhaps. The church is very good at waiting for people to come and join us. I think I've given this illustration once before, but I once went to preach in a Welsh valley and uh, the service was to start at 11 o'clock and it was about 10 to 11 and I saw them locking the doors at the back. And I said, well, what are you doing? They said, well, we're all here. <laughs> there was no expectation that anybody else would come. And if they did come, it would be the sort that weren't wanted. (laughs) The doors of the church should never be locked. Our expectations should never be limited. How will the kingdom grow? It won't be through my preaching. It won't be through Keener although we might have a part to play. It's when we all play our part of servants of the Lord who are sent out with the message, you are welcome, with the invitation to come. I wonder how seriously we take that commission, whether we feel that we're actually anointed to be part of that task. The kingdom of God is at hand, Jesus said. We're invited to be part of the kingdom of God, the banquet, all the wonderful things that God has to offer. When God's reign is in our lives, it changes our behavior, and part of that behavior is that we don't become that private club. We have a heart, we have a compassion for all people especially those who are lost and who are in the most need. How do we seek, compel, constrain people to come in? Not by putting an arm up the back, but because our heart aches for people to know the love of God and that they be part of the fellowship of the kingdom. Our seeking, our compelling, our constraining is a matter of the imagination. It's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of teamwork. So I'd like us to think, are we a compelling people? And do we play our part in not only sending an invitation but bringing people into the kingdom. I'm not just talking about the church, but I am talking about the kingdom of God. Let us just pause and be quiet together. banquet is prepared the invitation is to all woe to those who lock the doors physically or through our actions or inaction Lord forgive us Forgive us when we go to only those who are like us. Forgive us when people come and deep down we wonder why. Help us to remember, ours is not to question but to invite. For it's your banquet. Not as. Amen.